All right, Freshburger, bloodandfaith.com. The question tonight is, how do you get from here to there? How do you get from the current state of affairs in the United States of America or Australia or New Zealand or Canada or anywhere, and on any nation on the face of the earth, to a Christian society? How do you do that? I mean, let's be clear. According to what I've said, what I've taught, the Antichrist is here and the Antichrist rules. And the seed of the serpent and the, and, and the, the, the brood of vipers, the synagogue of Satan, they have tremendous amounts of power, and they rule with the help of their god, the devil. How do we get from what I'm talking about, how do we get from the current state of the world to a Christian nation state? Well, the answer is not to, <laughs> is not to be silly. All right, and, and let me let me give you a biblical analysis on, on that. I can give you Gideon, and I can give you Moses. Let's start with Moses. Moses was in an impossible situation. Absolutely no possible way that Pharaoh was going to let his people go. It just it just this is just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yet he did. Yet he marched into Egypt. God did what God did. He destroyed Egypt. And the Hebrews went out and set up a Christian nation. All right, I will not back down from the idea that they served Jesus Christ. I will never back down from that idea. It, it absolutely not. They served Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the creator of all things. He gave the Ten Commandments to the Moses on, on the mount. He wrestled with Jacob. All right, so, and he's, he's the rock. He's the rock that they drank from as they left Egypt. So there's an example of, of, of where it happened. Now in this process, it was very difficult for the Hebrews, very difficult for the sons of, of Israel. And they moaned and groaned and complained. They didn't like that their life got harder. So imagine this. All of a sudden, there, there, there's, there's a move of God. God says, I'm going to deliver you all, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Could that be what we're looking at? I don't know why not. That's what happened with uh, Moses. That's what happened with the Hebrews in, in Egypt. Things got worse before they got better. In fact, it was worse for a long time. First of all, they complained, Moses, Moses, you're making th life harder for us. The, the, the devil's persecuting us even more because you're talking like a, 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 an extremist or a radical, Moses. What do you mean we can have our freedom? We can be free and have our own Christian nation state, Moses. Don't you know you're making life harder for us? For us? Okay, so these are things you need to expect and understand that, that are going to happen. Okay, if it happened under Moses, I don't know why it wouldn't happen to us. But what happened? God does what God does. He utterly destroys that empire, destroyed the Egyptian empire, destroyed it, brought his people out. They had to go into the land of Canaan and, and, and wipe out the Canaanites, the seven nations there, and they built Christian nations. Oh, they didn't build Christian nations. They, they built... Uh, uh, uh. And, and you're whining, you're whining because you don't understand the Scriptures. You don't understand what the Scriptures say. It, they serve Jesus Christ. This Talmudism is an aberration. They'll tell you this. The people that follow the Talmud, they will tell you that they don't have the same religion as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They will tell you that. If you read their writings, everything's a fraud. Everything's a fraud they do. Who is the liar but he who denies the Father and the Son? It's right in Holy Scriptures, but we don't believe it. We don't read it because we have these traditions that overrule the Holy Scriptures. So there's an example in history where God built a Christian nation out of a people that were reluctant. They were reluctant. 
And yet, yet that's what happened. Now we have a you know longer history of Israel, and things didn't work out in the long run with with them, with many of them. Uh, the ten nations disappear in history, according to most people, and then you get the two southern tribes. By the time Jesus Christ showed up, they were they were uh, the Talmudism was it's a totally an apostate version of twisted version of 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 the law that Moses gave them. Jesus Christ made that very clear. He said, "If you would have, if you believed in Moses, you would have believed in me." He says, "At the judgment day, it's not me that's going to accuse you. Moses is going to accuse you. So please do not send me emails arguing that uh, the Jews at the time of Jesus Christ followed the law of Moses. They did not. They didn't follow the law. They didn't follow their prophets. They're the children of the people that murdered the prophets. Utterly apostate, and they turned around and they murdered the Son of God. All right, we got to start there. You got to start there. If you don't get that, you're going to get all messed up." All right, let me give you another example. Gideon. All right, Gideon's one of my favorite people. Model yourself after Gideon. Gideon, Gideon's trying to be the gray man. He's kind of like, you know what? I know something's wrong. Things are really bad. The Antichrist has taken over. The, the brood of vipers has taken over. The, the devil's people have taken over. And he's shucking and jiving, and he's, he's trying to hide down in that uh, place where you, 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 you tread out the grapes. And he's down there doing the wheat job in, in the place where you do the grape jobs because he's trying to stay hidden. Because maybe that time of year they expected him over in, in, in the wheat area and he was in the grapes area. I don't know. But he was trying to be the gray man, trying to keep his head down, trying to stay hidden, trying to stay alive. And wondering, God, what, what's, what's going on here? Lord, where's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Where's the God of our ancestors? Why are we oppressed? And man, don't I feel that way? Don't I feel that way today for me and my people, my ancestors, my brothers and sisters in the faith, and my brothers and sisters in the blood, my brothers and sisters from Christendom, my European brothers and sisters, who I have a very special heart for. It's like, my God, our ancestors came out of countries that had the cross of Jesus Christ on their flags. Why are we laboring under the Antichrist now? And don't tell me the Antichrist isn't here yet. It's been around for 2,000 years. There aren't many antichrists. John talked about this. Y'all are waiting for this special antichrist, but you can't stand up and fight the antichrist that's here. You won't even name the antichrist that's here. Anyway, different sermon. You've heard that before. And so Gideon's going, well, I don't know, man, this is scary. But he wasn't hoping for the rapture. He didn't say, God, rapture me out of here. He didn't say, yay, the, ra the end's coming. But he was trying to do what he knew with what he had. And then the angel of the Lord shows up. Jesus Christ shows up. Jesus Christ shows up. <laughs> Jesus Christ shows up. He says, oh, a mighty warrior. Gideon's looking around. He says, okay, who are you talking to, man? I'm the least in my house. My house is the least in, in, in our tribe. And our tribe is the least of tribe of all the houses of Israel. What do you mean, oh, mighty man, oh, mighty warrior? talking to you, man. He's talking to you. I know you can't do it. That's the whole point. You can't do it. I can't either. You can't do it. But you got to have faith and you got to trust. If, if, if God was going to rely on, on somebody that could do it, what's the point? What's the purpose? And so he go, and, and Gideon was like, well, I don't, I, this is scary. And he said, yeah, it is scary. No kidding. You, you're putting your life on the line, Gideon. Uh, to shorten the story a little bit, the first thing Gideon was supposed to do was go to his own house, go to his own people, and, and call out the idols in his own household. 
He said, yeah, you know, my dad serves the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he also got Baal and Ashtoreth there too. You know, he's just covering his bases. He's trying to be multicultural, trying to be diverse. <laughs> we get the same thing in the evangelical church today where we've got, well, we're covering our bases. We're Judeo-Christians. We're Judeo-Christians. You know, we, you know, we love uh, the people that hate Jesus Christ. Um, you know, we're tolerant of homosexuality and abortion. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, a little Mr. Puritan here. That, that's not it. My, my point is, look, there needs to be some major clarifications. We need, in, in, in essence, a, a reformation in the evangelical church, in the church as a whole. And, and I've talked about it. I've, I've hit this here and there. Um, there, there seems to be an abandonment of most of the Holy Scriptures, starting with the, the book of Genesis, first few chapters of the book of Genesis. There seems to be no talk whatsoever about implementing the Ten Commandments as the legal structure for New Zealand, for Canada, for the United States, for a state in the United States. It's not even, on, not even a discussion, not even on the radar. Why not? Well, that's scary, and people will be mad at us, and they might hurt us. So this is what Joshua had to deal with. So he goes in. He was scared. Trust me. He was scared. He knew it was going to cost him his life. So he goes to his father's household. He gets these idols. He gets uh, the ashtoreth and, and, and the altar of Baal. He, he, he chops down the ashtoreth, uses a kindling, and he sacrifices his father's auction on, on, on the altar. They made an altar out of the, the thing for Baal. He destroyed it all. Destroyed it all. Burned it. Burned it to the ground. Destroyed it. Defaced it. In your face, defaced it. And all the other folks of his tribe, Hebrews, presumably, they show up the next morning and say, we're going to find this guy and kill him. How dare he? How dare he? We're a, we're a tolerant, diverse people here. How dare he be all exclusive about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And they're going to murder him. And, and, and Gideon knew that he was going to get murdered. He had no question in his mind. That's why he did it tonight. But he had the guts to do what he had to do anyway. What he didn't know, what he didn't count on, and what happened is his dad intervened. His dad said, listen, y'all, if, if these gods are as great as everybody said they're, what they can certainly intervene for themselves and, and, and take out uh, my son Gideon. And so his life was spared. Now later on, Gideon goes on and he does great things. And again, it's by the miracles of God. You had, he, he had to go face off with these, these soldiers. I don't know what he had, 10,000 volunteers? Knocked it down to 3,000 and knocks it down to 300. I don't have the numbers right, but God said, you got too many people. I don't need all this. And he went out there and he, and he made a noise and he lit the light. All right, so we need to make noise and light up the lights. We need to turn the light up really bright so it shines in their eyes and so that they scream in, in pain. You can't say that, Fritz. You're racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, and it's medic. I said, yeah, that's right. I'm turning the light way up. This is what the Holy Scriptures say. You don't like it? I don't care if you don't like it. I'm going to turn these Scriptures way up. Oh, no, you can't say that. They'll be mad at us. They'll never convert to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> is that really why you're doing it? Are you doing it to be loved by the world? Are you doing it to be loved by the world? James 4, 4, if you love the world, you make yourself at enmity with God. You adulteress. Church ain't doing this in order to convert people. They're doing it in order to uh, be praised by men. Well, he's not racist or sexist or anti-Semitic like Fritz Bergen is. 
That's why the church does this stuff. Don't give me the stuff you want to convert somebody. It's nonsense. So anyway, Gideon goes out there. He turns the light way up right. Now, which tactic are you going to take? What's your role in life? I don't know what your role in life is. I know what my role in life is. It's to go up on that mountain and, and blow the horn and, and, and light those lanterns, light those torches up. That's what I'm doing. And it, it upsets the Christians as well as the, the, the non-Christians. So did Gideon. So did Moses. Even Jesus stirred up uh, uh, some people, and, and the people that followed him, a lot of them just turned away. They said, We're out. We, can't, <laughs> we can't do this anymore. You're crazy. Don't be surprised when that happens. Don't be surprised when you see people do that. Don't be surprised if you have the inclination to do that. What you need to do is go to the Holy Scriptures and find out whether or not it's true. And, and a good case of what, the good dose of what I give to people is the Holy Scriptures. I, I didn't come across this because I showed up at some uh, seminar and learned this stuff. I didn't show up this because I read some strange book. I, I, I don't have a friend that said, hey, get, check this out. I had questions in my own mind, and I went to the Holy Scriptures. And I said, God, help me understand. Help me understand what's going on. And it was like, boom, bump, bang, 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 bang. Here you go. Here's the Scriptures all the way back to Genesis 3.15. Here's the enmity that comes in. Here's the deep-seated hatred, even unto death, that comes in. And it comes full bloom in the time of Jesus Christ. Full bloom in the time of Jesus Christ. A deep-seated hatred, even unto death. If you understand anything about the life of Jesus Christ and who his enemies were, well, that, that's it. And it's all explained in Genesis 3.15. The deep-seated enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And you see that manifested throughout history. Uh, in biblical history. Manifested throughout biblical history. Uh, between the Canaanites and, and, and the Edomites. There's all kinds of enemies out there. There's not just one. There's many antichrists. And so you get a hold of these Holy Scriptures. The, the first minds that have to be freed are those in the church. All right? The first thing Moses does is, is you know, he, he goes and he gets the elders. He talks to them, and then he talks to Moses. And the people didn't, they weren't too sure about this, but eventually they got, they got the vision. It took a while for them to get the vision. By the time they got the vision, um, all of, of Egypt was destroyed. Well, not quite all of it, because later on after they leave, uh, God destroys the army itself, destroys their army. Same thing with Gideon. Gideon had to, do, had to do battle in his own house to say, straighten him out. Said, look, dude, you can't, you can't do this. You can't serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Ashtoreth, and Baal. That, that don't work. And we're not going to get out of this slavery to the ites, the Amorites, I think it was, unless you burn these idols down. I think that's part of where we're at. I think we've trended down the road that the Talmud people uh, trod down, trying to come up with a, a, a religion that's safe and does what the religious leaders want it to do. And, and I'm not sure that that, well, I'm pretty sure that's not what uh, the Scriptures teach. And that's why Jesus Christ came out and he said, listen, blessed are those who are not offended by me. Why does he say that? Because people, he knew people were going to be offended by him. What does the church try to do? What does the evangelical church try to do? They try to create a religion that doesn't offend anyone. Now, honest to God, ask yourself if this is not true. But well, we want to be culturally uh, appropriate. We want to be sensitive to the needs of the neighborhood. We want to be irrelevant to society. 
And uh, Jesus Christ said, hey, I, I came to bring, not to bring peace, but a sword. I came to set up a fire, and how? I wish it was already started. And that happens through the Word of God. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, like a hammer that shatters the rock. And so I've been hammering on things that I, I think need to be hammered on. I mean, the, the church is funny. It, it, you know, it waxes long about the Antichrist. So I start talking about the Antichrist. Well, here's the Antichrist according to the Holy Scriptures. Well, you can't say that. That's against the... <laughs> it's anti-Semitic. Was Jesus Christ anti-Semitic? Go look at his relationship with the Jews as, as described in John. And is described as the Pharisees in, in, in Matthew. And what's his final word on that in Revelation 2.9 and Revelation 3.9? So how are we going to get from here to there? How are we going to get from a, 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 a state of, a, a ruled by the Antichrist to a Christian nation state? Well, part of it is, is we have to do our part. We have to turn on the light. We've got to blow the trumpets and turn on the light. Turn the light way up, even if it hurts people's eyeballs. And we, and we got to step out in faith, and we got we we got to build the vision in the church, which is my job. That's my job. It's not I'm not the only person with that job, but that's my job. Build the vision within the church. De declare this is the God's. This is the Great Commission. It's to build a Christian society so that your children and grandchildren don't turn away from God, so they don't grow up and go to school and come back with purple hair and 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 a lesbian tattoo on. People say, "Oh, we can serve God without a Christian society." I dispute that. The Pilgrims and the Pur Puritans dispute that. No, you cannot. You cannot. You need to build a Christian society to have the generations serve God over the generations. Well, you don't know about the uh, halfway covenant from the Puritans and the Pilgrims. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do know all about that stuff. I used to teach that stuff. But you ain't getting here from there by compromising with the Antichrist and bowing the knee to the Antichrist. And that's where we're at as a church. Oh, we don't want to offend them. We can't offend the Antichrist. In fact, we can't even call him the Antichrist. Can't call anybody the Antichrist. Well, the Antichrist is still coming. He's not here yet. Not according to John. And you go read John, First uh, John two twenty two. Figure out what the definition of the Antichrist is and match it up to different peoples and different groups out there. And you go, wow, wow, oh, okay, all right now. And then the question is, are you going to go after them? Are you going to call them? Are you going to name them? Well, we can't do that. Why? Well, that's intolerant and anti-Semitic. <laughs> and you're right back to the position that Gideon was in. Gideon had to make some hard choices. He knew it would cost him his life. Probably won't cost you your life, but you might get kicked out of the synagogue. And Gideon went forward. He said, look, this is the truth. Dad, town, brethren, tribe, nation. Ashtoreth and Baal need to be burned to the ground and cast out. And he, didn't, he didn't go out and kill a bunch of people. All he, 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 But he burned down those idols, turned on the light. We can talk about killing some other time. There's a lot of killing that goes on in the Bible. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to back up for that. I'm not going to say I'm, a, I'm against uh, killing. I love to hunt, man. I love to hunt. I haven't done a lot of it lately. Deer, elk, shot a bear many, many decades ago. We ate it. Don't worry, we ate it. I like to eat it. I like to feed my family with that stuff. It's funny that people say, well, how are you against violence? And, and they're wearing guns. <laughs> it's just like, I have, have you no sense of self-awareness? Oh, boy. So we do our part. 
and build a vision in the church. Right now the church kicks and screams at the idea of a, of a Christian nation state. Kicks and screams at it. Oh, we can't do that. That's Old Testament. And they got their, their theology is utterly screwed up. Totally screwed up. The Ten Commandments are eternal. It's for every nation on the earth. I don't care if you're from Africa or Vietnam. It's for you and your society. And the first commandment points directly to Jesus Christ. That's the future. That's the future for every nation. So Vietnamese, pull your head out. Your nation needs to be converted to serve Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't care about your little Hindu thing going on. You need revival in Vietnam. Convert them to Jesus Christ. And they, as, as a Christian nation, will be completely different from the Norwegians that convert to Jesus Christ. You know why? Because they're not Norwegians. They're Vietnamese. Different language, different culture, different people. Well, you're just trying to make everything the same. Not, not, not even remotely. It's not even remotely possible. How many people are like me? How many people are like yours truly out there? Not many, thank God. You don't want to be like me. You can't make a, 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 a Christian nations cookie cutter anymore. You're going to make a, a Christian individuals cookie cutter or families cookie cutter or, or congregations cookie cutter. They're all different. Expressing the glory of God differently. But they got some things in common, like the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments are pretty simple. First Commandment points to Jesus Christ, not some strange God in the sky. People say, oh, God and all are the same thing. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. If you don't honor Jesus Christ, you don't honor God the Father. Full stop. If Christians, you can't wrap your mind around that, you're a Judeo-Christian. You're a Judeo-Christian. You've gone the way of the Talmud people, setting up different uh, uh, teachings that overrule the Word of God. This is the kind of straightening out we need in the evangelical church, in the Christian church as a whole. Some of the best churches out there are probably the churches that go back literally thousands of years. They got solid theology, and, and they know they need to build Christian nations. Am I a member of that church? No, I'm not. Never have been. But you know what? I, I, I can see it. I can smell it. I can see what's going on. In the evangelical church in America and Canada, New Zealand, Australia, bankrupt with exceptions. There are always exceptions. There's always exceptions. But, but the, the proof of what I'm saying is true is the fruit of the evangelical church in the United States of America. What's the fruit of us? It's American culture in 2023. We, we've given up. We've changed our theology to accommodate the Antichrist. And we've created this get-out-of-jail card called the rapture, and Jesus is coming tomorrow. And we've given up any claims whatsoever for uh, 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 tilling the field, the field of harvest. We've said, Satan, you can have the field. Just let us throw a couple seeds out there every once in a while, as long as we have your permission, and we'll do that. But you can sow rocks in there and weeds and brambles and birds of the air. We don't want to have anything to do with running the world because, you know, that's worldly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You want a good harvest? You want 30, 60, 100-fold harvest? you got to get in the field, pull the rocks out, pull the weeds out, water it, drive the birds of the, birds of the air out. What, what do I mean by that? I, I mean, some of these things that are going on in the United States today needs to stop. Okay, the, the Ten Commandments need to be in every government school, right on the wall, right on the wall. They need to be taught. Well, you can't impose your religion on anybody else. Yes, I can. When they impose LGBTQ on Grade school kids, that's called child abuse. And you're standing by for that? You're okay with that, but not okay with the Ten Commandments on the wall of, of, of the, the schoolhouse? 
Uh, something needs to change. It's like the time of Gideon. Oh, well, we've got, you know, we've got, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but we've got a little Baal out here, we've got a little asteroid out here, we've got a, a, a diverse and multicultural society, accepting and tolerant. Almighty said, you're never going to get out of your slavery. You will never get out of your slavery. And you know what? You're, these nations will destroy you. They will exterminate you biologically as well as spiritually. It's going to happen in these Christian nations if we don't pull our head out of the you-know-what. White people. I'm talking to you white people. Well, we're so pressed and we're down to do, do you believe that? Or are you just going along with it? You're going along with your own extermination, biological and cultural extermination because of the Antichrist people who want your extermination. And you're afraid of offending them and, and calling it to their face because they've got you so laden down with guilt. The cudgels of guilt and saying, oh, you're, ra you're racist, you're sexist, you're homophobic, you're xenophobic, you're intolerant, you're divisive, you're anti-Semitic. You can't be those things. Other than that, do whatever you want, but you can't be any of those things. So you keep your mouth shut and you go along with your own utter destruction. It's time to rebel against the mental change they've put around your head and just say, you know what, that, that doesn't apply to me. Call me your dirty names. This is where it has to start. My opinion, it has to start here. Freedom, I got a meme out there somewhere. I forget the guy who said it. It says, freedom begins between ears. And in the church, until the church unburdens itself from these satanic anti-moralities, racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, until you unburden yourself from these, you will always be trapped. You will always be trapped. Martin Luther said it best. Get off your get Holy Spirit spoke to us. Get up off your knees, Martin. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We, you're not going to get your salvation or your penitence from uh, the ADL or the SPLC or any of these nonsense people that say, "Well, you're racist and sexist." How about the fifth commandment? Honor your father and mother. Whoever speaks evil of your ancestors, your white ancestors, is worthy of death. Said Jesus Christ. Well, I. Well, I don't want to be intolerant. Yeah, well, you know, talk to Jesus Christ and complain to Jesus Christ when he sends Joshua in, into, the, into the promised land and tells him to wipe out every man, woman, and child. Don't, don't give me your tolerance baloney. When it's Jesus Christ that presided over the great flood. Don't give me your tolerance nonsense. It's a false morality set up by Satan to destroy you and your descendants. Well, I just want to be... Uh, tolerant and accepting of everybody. Well, they don't want to be tolerant and accepting. Once they've gained power, now it's on to it's kill, it's kill you. It's, it's wipe out the sons and daughters of Christendom. It's a satanic agenda that goes right back to uh, Genesis 3.15. The enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Who's the seed of the woman? It's those in Jesus Christ. Who's the, or who are those in Jesus Christ? It's all of Christendom. You're on the chopping block, dude. Why do you think the Amorites came in to, to go after uh, the sons of Israel? They were on the chopping block. Satan had them on the chopping block. Wipe them out. Any, any different in 2023? But you're going to have to give up your Judeo-Christianity, this little cult that you're trying to create in, in order to please the Antichrist, to make the world happy. You're going to have to go back and, and, and read what Jesus Christ said. Read what the Holy Scriptures say from Genesis through the Revelation and say, you know what, I, I, let's do this. And, and when the Antichrist and, and the little synagogue of Satan, they get all upset, fine, let them scream. Make that music to your ears. we got to believe this first. And if you're, not, if, if, if you're afraid to believe it, I don't know what to say. That's going to be tough.
So that's how we're getting from here to there. First, we've got to free our own minds, and we've got to believe it, and we've got to speak it, and we've got to say it. And it doesn't matter what Satan does. It doesn't matter what his children do. Some of you don't, only, you don't even believe that Satan has children. Some of you don't even believe there is a synagogue of Satan. That's got to change. As we rise up and we speak and say the truth according to the Holy Scriptures, like Moses did, like Gideon did, hey, amazing things happened. Gideon gets up on that mountain, he, he lights the torch, blows the trumpets, amazing things happen. All of a sudden the, dead, the enemy starts destroying themselves, wiping themselves out, slaughtering themselves. Oh, I couldn't, I don't want them to slaughter each other. Well, you need, a, you need a, good choice, a, good, a good dose of the Holy Scriptures, I think. Joshua's not a bad place to go. Judges is coming up Sunday morning. I'm starting Judges. All right, get the vision. We're going to build Christian nations across the planet for the races and the ethnic groups that would have it, that would have that honor. Fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com.